Ajax low havoc cows. Chasing C notes. The podcast. And you are. My name is Chasing C notes. Welcome to the jungle. Who wants to smoke? I didn't think so. Use a joke. About to get your ankles broke. Chasing C notes. Chasing C notes. Chasing C notes. Welcome to the jungle. Who wants to smoke? I ain't think so. Use a joke. About to get your ankles broke. Chasing C notes. Chasing C notes. Dynasty stuff. Welcome to Chasing C-Notes Podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Larry. What's going on, Larry? What's going on, man? Let's do this. Let's do this. This is season one, episode number five. And you know what we do? We talk about the NBA. We talk about the Boston Celtics. We're going to have Tommy points. We're going to have the GM town table, GM round table. We have, we're going to have our PowerPoints. And of course... We always start with the NBA news. Larry, what do you think about the Steve Kerr extension? I know they just won the championship last year, but did he deserve it? I think I think it was uh, it was definitely well um, a, a great move to make. I mean, who else are you going to put in that position? Who already knows those players? Knows what they need to do. Um, I think uh, you look at you know how he handled the, the pool situation, how he handled Draymond Green situation. I think Steve Kerr was definitely the right choice to go ahead and give him the extension. I didn't know he was going to get that much money, but like I said, you know, as far as, as coaching, he's definitely coaching these players that are making all this money and trying to get them to play really hard for regular season games. So let me ask you this question, because I know are the Warriors, like this iteration right now with Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they're talking about. They already, I think they benched them already. Is it still, is the nucleus still there for them to make another run or they need to blow it up? No, it's, it's, they are missing a, at least two elite players. The teams that are going to be there at the end are the teams that did go out and get those players. Uh, we saw what the Clippers did, we've we seen what Phoenix did. Uh, we see what the Celtics did. We've seen what Milwaukee did. Those are the teams that are going to do it. I mean, the teams that did not get those elite players um, and don't have any kind of resemblance of a bench are not going to make it. Um, so um, I think that they, they're missing. Uh, we know Wiggins have went down a step. Clay Thompson's went down a step. That's why he's benched. And they have to find some starters that can come in and play with Steph Curry and all those things and, and make it work. Um, you know, um, why they got rid of pool, we all know, but uh, it, they need to replace that kind of shooting with something quickly. Well, speaking of pool, I actually I want to see that. I want I brought this up because I want to hear your thoughts because he just got benched. He got benched. Um, I, yeah, he actually got benched though. They traded for pool. They they saw that he wasn't a hundred percent into it he barely played defense at all he and now they benched him so again i know i don't want to pick on washington wizards but what are they doing over there what what's going on are they just having bias remorse what's going on well i know you were talking about washington last month and you were talking about the gm and i mean washington is 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 it is what it is they're not going to be able to spend the money to get where they need to be they need to have at least Three to four elite players, they, they, they have zero at this point. So um, Poole's not going to want to 
getting himself hurt for the Wizards. You know, when you know you're not going to make the playoffs, he's just going to play as much as he's going to play. I think he was coming off the bench with Golden State, right? He didn't start every game. Um, and nobody was able to play uh, guard him like they're guarding him with the Wizards because they had to worry about other people. So, you know, things things become different. I, I, I To me, I think the Wizards know they're in a rebuilding phase. That's why they got rid of Porzingis. That's why they got rid of a lot of good players. They're probably going to get rid of uh, Kuzma next. Um, they know that they are who they are. And they know everyone knows who the top five people are going to be, teams are going to be, and the Wizards are not going to be one of them. Yeah, the Wizards, I mean... It's a shame because I I've been to DC a couple of times. You know, I think back in the day I did a half marathon, and then back in back way back in the day I did a uh, one of those school trips. And I like the city. The city overall, it's a it's a nice city. You know, if you stay in the good parts. But you know why? I don't know. Now they're talking about like moving the wizard to uh, Virginia. I just I feel bad. I, I feel like this. This first of all, I know, I know the anti-gun. You know, anti-gun is real. Changing the name to from the bullets, the wizard. That was a mistake. Number one, they should have just kept the bullets. But I understand. I understand they don't want to be associated with guns. But now they're talking about moving to Virginia. That, that that's to me that's lame. That's just my opinion. I think that's lame. Okay, Larry, another thing that I saw in the news, that whole Grant Williams thing, they, he got traded from Dallas to the Charlotte Hornet because I guess, you know, he talked too much. That was a reporting. Uh, he was wearing Jason Tatum sneakers. Now I think I think Charlotte is 5-1 with him or 5-4-2. Or but then he got into a fight with Draymond Green. And basically, he got bitched out by Draymond because, of course, he doesn't hold his lip. He just tells it like it is. So, uh, are the Celtics the only team that can handle Grant Williams? What's going on? Why? It seems like the NBA wasn't ready for him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to lose Grant Williams. I mean, I didn't want to lose Marcus Smart, but I know we had to do it to make those moves. But the Celtics have been known of letting players go and bringing them back. Um and not really have to pay a lot of money for them. You know, we've seen that the Patriots do it. The Celtics also do it as well. Um, the chances of us getting Grant Williams back for a playoff run would be awesome. Um, um, but, um, you know, he would have to either be in some type of buyout or be released or something for that to happen now. Um, I don't think we need Marcus Smart back right now. I think we got enough uh, stabilization in that. And, but uh, the big guys... You know, I haven't seen um, what, you know, guys like Tilden, um, you know, even Springer. I haven't seen them. I I haven't seen them at all. So I don't know what they're going to do. But, you know, maybe we got something down the pipeline. We bring Grant back. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I know that his he was basically his threes went down last year. They were they were going down. So he was very tradable. But. Grant Williams is still, a, to me, not in the Draymond Green level, but at least he's a bulldog. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't back down to anybody. I kind of like that. I, I don't know why Dallas couldn't handle him. And now he's with the Hornets and they're actually winning because I feel like he he does hustle, right? He does he does the little things that you wouldn't think that a player, a player that comes at the bench, gonna do but 
I like Grant Williams and, and I hope that they bring him back. Larry, I just saw this today, so I wanted to add it in there. Isaiah Thomas, I guess he's been working out. He's been, you know, according to his to him, he's in the best shape of his life. But against all players say that. He wants to come back to Boston as a 15th man. On the, uh, you know, he wants to come. He doesn't want to start. He just wants some minutes. What do you think? Do you think Brad Stevens is into it? Or he's just like, I don't know why, what's going on? Uh, shoot. I feel like he was with the Hornets last time I seen him. Um, I think... I think no. Um, I think no right now. Like I said, if that was the case, I would go get Marcus Smart back. We don't need point guards, shooting guards at this point. We have a good caliber set up. Um, I think uh, if anybody we're going to try to get, I would try to get Grant Williams or I would try to get, uh, uh, what's that dude that I, that I like that plays for the Clippers? Um, what's his name? He used to be with Houston. Now he's with the Clippers. Um, you don't think it all? Uh, not you're not thinking about Harden or Westbrook or oh, uh, he used to play with us and he went to the Houston Rockets and he went now he's with the Clippers. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, Tyus, like uh, Tyus? Tyus? No, 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 no. no. It will come to me, but I would grab. I would grab a big guy. I would grab a big guy, small, a power forward, small forward. No guards, no guards at this point. Sorry, Isaiah. Um, yes, you had some magic when you were here. It was great. Um, but that that you know that time is that, that sh- ship has sailed. Yeah, I don't I I don't know what what it is with Isaiah Thomas. I know he's obviously he's like uh, he has a cult following in Boston, uh, not similar to Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart is at a different level. But we saw what he did when he was in Boston. He was probably he was the best player. You know, I think he averaged something like 30 plus points a game. I don't think, you know, that's in the past. I think Brad Stevens, you know, you bring, you bring up Tillman. I think he wants big defensive players. He's not looking for somebody to come out the bench and score points. He already has. I feel like we have two guys like that, Hauser and Pritchard. So why... You know, why would you bring Thomas into the mix? I, you know, listen, I would think, I hope things work out for him. Maybe another team picks him up, but I don't, I don't think he has a spot in Boston at all. Um, Larry, let's talk about Tommy points. Cause we want to talk about Boston Celtics and this whole month of February, what they've done. So who are you giving your Tommy points to? Uh, oh yeah, it was it was Tice. That's the guy I was trying to think of before. Daniel yeah, Tice. I, was, I thought it was Tice. Um, but uh, I've actually put. Um, I was actually going to lean and, and give him to Tatum because Tatum has been playing amazing uh, without having to score a bunch of points. He's been able to kind of almost uh, be a game manager the way he, even the way he played yesterday was game manager style. Um, but I'm going to go with Brown because I feel like whenever Brown has a good night and he's effective. Uh, we play really well. So I, I went with uh, Jalen Brown. You? You know, I I was... Because when you watch this team, Jalen Brown kind of sets the table, right? He's, he, in the first quarter, is 
uh, I'm gonna say it's the JB quarter because he drives to the basket, he posts people, he you know he takes sh shots, he plays the uh, the two man game with Pasingas to the T. He's definitely the, the the table setter for the rest of the team, right? But I'm actually giving my Tommy points to Tatum, and not not just because of all the uh, MVP talk, because I feel like we already knew that he had MVP status as we watched the team go by. Yes, if you look at this past month, five of the nine games he's led, he led them in points, but he does so many other things. He rebounds, he assists, he he does like the little things he hustle plays you know if tommy points he could obviously obviously get tommy points the whole entire month the whole entire season but i feel like he's finally kind of figured out that he doesn't have to be the leading scorer like he doesn't have to be the top scorer every quarter right he sees that his team is in trouble and he'll he'll score he sees that his team is about to finish another team and he'll score. So he's, I feel like his basketball IQ has gotten better. I know he's he's averaging like 27 points a game. Last year he was like in the 30s, but I feel like he's doing everything else that he's supposed to do. He's, he's letting the game come to him, you know, and that's why I feel like, you know, he deserves a Tommy point. And I was going to save, I was going to see if he like even can even get better. But I feel like this is like, you know, if he's going to get a championship, this is it. This is the year to do it. I agree. I agree. One of the things that's pretty interesting is that no one's talking about the Celtics right now. Um, they still have the potential to win 70 games. And I like that they're focusing on the West, but they're focusing on the Clippers and focusing on Minnesota and Denver. Um, I think that we've because we got beat at home, because we, we 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 lost more than 10 games, I feel like they're not really focusing on us. The next time they really pay attention to us is when we hit probably double digits and wins. So right now we're gonna be under the radar for at least another two or three days before you know someone's putting their 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 their, their scope on us. And then teams are trying to beat us again. So right now we're just we're just winning, you know. Well, I saw a stat that the Celtics are twenty three and one versus teams under five hundred. So they're beating they're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. I mean, twenty two and one is phenomenal. And fine if you want to talk about Cleveland, if you want to talk about OKC, Minnesota, hey, do it. If that's going to sell clicks, do it. But we know that the Boston Celtics are taking care of business. I mean, the 8-1 eight, eight this February, they're taking care of business. Um, Larry, who is in your GM roundtable? I put Brad Stevens in my roundtable. Um, I feel like he could have pressed the panic button and he could have did some really crazy trades. Um, I feel like he did what he needed to do and he got the right pieces. Uh, if, they, if they're going to work, we don't know. But again, they're not big pieces, so it's not going to be too much of an impact. Um, I feel like 
the eight and one is is huge. Um, I feel like, um, like I said, the Celtics have been been real steady. Um, they've been doing a really good job with Porzingis. We're not playing them back to back. They played them one time back to back, I think, and he did really well that game. Um, the last three games, their, their leading scorers have been Pritchard, White, and Brown, letting us know that we're well rounded. Um, so I think Brad has done a good job with getting everything together, not jumping to conclusions and trying to get Isaiah Thomas back or jump to conclusions and get Grant Williams back. He's he's been he's been playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. He could have... He, he saw this team and he was like, I don't want to mess with the nucleus. And I've seen a couple of interviews where he was like, I think Pasingas is enough. I think that if he is, you know, if he continues to be like blocking shots, posting up and doing Pasingas things, we, we really don't need another person. That's why, you know... It's true. I commend Brad Stevens. He did not panic. He kept the team as it is. He added some pieces. He didn't subtract any pieces. So, you know, kudos to our Brad Stevens. My GM roundtable, I went with Trent Redding. Now, Trent Redding is the GM for the uh, LA Clippers. Now, at the beginning of the season... He caught a lot of flack because he was like, why bring Harden when you already have basically four Hall of Famers on the team? Why bring Harden? And very few people thought that it would work. Um, but I feel like it is working. I feel like uh, Kawik, um, Leonard, you know, I feel like Harden, Westbrook, you know, every everything else is working out for him. And I feel like, yes, I know that they're going to open a new stadium in a couple of years, but I feel like LA Clippers can go deep in the playoffs. If this team, t- that's a big if this team stays healthy. So I was like, you know what? Good for Trent Redding. I think that the fact that he has basically Steve Ballmer as an owner, so he has an open checkbook, he, he was like, let's just get hardened. I know that we're giving a bunch of draft pick, but we need to win and we need to win now and you know what i commend him because he might not even be the gm in two years but at least he's putting all the chips in the good 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 for you trent writing i agree with you i think the uh the clippers are going to go deep i think they can make the finals um i think that they're gonna play the west and i think that's what's going to hurt them they're probably going to end up losing a player to injury which is not going to allow them to get past the celtics in the finals yeah, I, 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 if it's an LA Laker, LA, excuse me, LA Clippers against Boston Celtics, it's going to be a good series. Um, I'm just keeping my eye out. It is the West, and we can never discount Denver, and we can never discount OKC or Minnesota. So I, I, I want to see them, you know, make it through that, <laughs> through that, you know, crazy as you know west conference and then and then go against the boston celtics and that's gonna be phenomenal that's gonna be a great finals uh larry who made your power rank uh, my power rankings didn't change too much from last month uh, boston was number one la clippers number two i moved minnesota up i saw them play last night and moved them up a little bit over denver then i got okc 
Milwaukee, and then I moved Indiana up because I didn't like the way that the Knicks weren't able to beat the Celtics, and they played them four times and not able to beat the Celtics. You got to be a power team. Uh, so I put the Knicks down one. I moved Dallas up, and I dropped Phoenix a little bit. Um, I don't know what's going on with Phoenix, but you know I feel like they should be up there with the Clippers in, this, in Minnesota, and I feel like there's something holding them back, so they need to work on that. Yeah, I, I don't I compared to last month or excuse me, I know that we did this two weeks ago, but I who dropped out? I dropped out Indiana, I dropped out Philadelphia, I dropped out uh Sacramento, and uh I could have dropped out the New York Knicks. I left them at number ten only because I know they played the Celtics yesterday, but they were missing some key players. I know that's not an excuse because Jalen was still there, but I want to see them, you know, I want to see them in full, uh, you know, full complimentary players. But my list, Boston still there, Minnesota, OKC, Milwaukee's moved to number four, Cleveland, I got number five only because They've won some games lightly, so I was like, oh, let me put them there. LA Clippers, Denver. I moved up New Orleans because Zion, for some reason, he's not, he played himself into shape. He hasn't gotten hurt. I feel like as long as that's happening, New Orleans, the Pelicans are going to have a chance. So I got them on number eight. I moved Dallas to number nine. And then we just talk about the New York Knicks. I know the Celtics are 4-0 against them, but I think that, you know, when they have everyone there, they might be they might be a dangerous team. So I, I have them on number 10 for now. They can again they can drop they can drop off, but we'll see. We'll see next month what happens. Larry, so the Celtics they went eight and one for February. Possibly nine and one because they play uh, Philadelphia on Tuesday and they don't. I think they don't have MB yet, so we'll see what happens. But any of these games that this past month that impressed you, that you thought, okay, this team is different. So what? Any of this of these uh, teams? I know that we both had them losing at Miami, uh, but they ended up winning that game so any other game that you think we also had him losing against memphis but i think that memphis has his own issues so i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna comment on that but any other any other team any other games this month that you thought maybe they they outplayed the team or they showed who they are yeah i mean full full transparency we we made these uh predictions i think in the beginning of the season um, so a lot of these teams that we thought were going to be what they were, um, Memphis obviously had some issues. Um, but I, th- I want to say the last three games because Tatum wasn't the leading scorer in those last three games. So I think I really enjoyed those last three games because Tatum's just sitting back eating popcorn, you know, and that's not good for someone who's had to carry a team. Uh, he, he's able to rest, rest and relax. Uh, same thing with Porzingis. He's able to rest and relax. And really, they haven't really pushed hard. I mean, yeah, Brown played hard last night, but that was pretty much it. Um, so what this team can do is gonna really is really gonna be amazing once once the, the playoffs start. And I think that's what they're doing right now. Again, 
kind of a short, short February, only nine games. I mean, 10 games. Um, so I think uh, we'll get ready for March. And then before you know it, we'll, we'll be in the playoffs in April. Let me let me ask you a question, Larry. I know that we haven't actually discussed in the last five episodes that we've done, but do you think Joe Mazzula is doing a good job? Like when you watch the games, are you are you happy that he's coaching compared to last year, or are you just saying that he's improved a lot? Like what what are you seeing from Joe Mazzula? Uh, last year was a horror show for me. And I remember what he said. He said that he wasn't prepared, that he just got this like at the last minute. And I said, okay, all right, if that's what you want to keep saying, there's no excuse this year, you know. And and there, and he's been playing. Like I said, he, they still can possibly win 70 games. They just can't lose anymore. But for him to do this against these elite teams that are out there, they got some really powerhouse teams. Uh, he's doing a really good job. Obviously, no one's going to really uh, finish his no one's going to grade him until the season's over. Um, and we all expect the Celtics to win the, the championship. So the fact that that's what his, his goal is, I think he's in, he's in a good, he's in a good pole position right now. Yeah, I agree. I think that watching the games, he's, you know, I think last year, you know, when the Celtics were up 10, 15 points, he actually let the other team close it to single digits before he called a timeout he like for some reason he let them play it out now what i noticed this year is as soon as let's say the other team scored two buckets in a row he calls a timeout he doesn't you know he doesn't wait for the players to figure out oh they, it, this is a run i think that he calls a timeout you know they might be up by 12 by 15 he calls a timeout and then he draws a play they execute, boom, then the lead goes back up. So to me, it is showing a lot of maturity, a lot of experience. I know that Sam Cassell is his assistant, so he's been there before. I, I, you know, so far, I like what I'm seeing. I like the fact that he's actually managing the game. He's actually coaching the game, basically. As opposed to last year, where I know Marcus Smart was like the on- encore general whatever but i feel like that part that part is gone and now he's actually coaching the way that he's supposed to coach i think that he's made a big leap from last year to this year i agree and larry i know that we um we talk about you know the boston celtics so let's jump into march right now you you know, and like you said, we did this at the beginning of the year. We, I have the team going twelve and four. You have the team going eleven and five. There's one game where we agree that they should lose is against Phoenix. But now, I don't know if Phoenix is that powerhouse that we thought they were. That's at Phoenix, so they're going to go on a West Coast swing, where they start out. Cleveland, they go to Denver, Phoenix, Portland, Utah. You have them going four and one. I have them going two and three. I actually like your record better. I think that they can beat Cleveland. I think that they can beat Phoenix. And I think that they can go four and one. I don't know if they can beat Denver, but 
I think that that's that West Coast swing they can go four and one. What do you think? Uh, yeah. When I when I originally put that down, I was I was kind of suspect they can do that, but now I think it will be four and one. I think I think they will beat Denver because they still remember Denver make gave them their first loss at home. So I think they will beat Denver. They're going to come out guns blazing that game. Um, they may just lose Phoenix because they put too much energy in Denver. You know, uh, you only got two days before the next game. So, um, yeah, I think that may stay 4-1. I think 11-5 is or 12-4 and four is, is still possible. Um, if they surprise us, it surprises. But I think just because they kind of uh, held ship in February that, you know, some losses are going to be, again, they're going to be back on the radar. Uh, once they get to 10 wins in a row. So everyone's going to be coming and gunning at them. Now we both have them losing at Atlanta because they have back-to-back games at Atlanta. They get, we got them winning one. Oh, I got them winning one and losing one. You got them losing both. Um, I think that they can sweep Atlanta. I think Atlanta is in turmoil. And, you know, I actually... Listen, overall... Do we think this team can win 50 games? Yes, they're like 44 and 12 right now. So, yes, they can win 50 games. Do you think, Larry, that this team can win 60 games? Yes, they can. They can win 60 games. Um, they, they might win 65 games. You know, that means that they only can lose five times possible just the way that they're playing. They are going to probably rest some players, especially when they're playing Atlanta back-to-back like that. You're not going to see the same players in those games. Um, but um, I still believe that they can win um, a high amount of games. Um, obviously, seventy is still potential, but that you, that mean you really would have to have make no mistakes to get there. But sixty plus is a definite for them. Larry, what are your must-watch games for March? Um, I want to see how they play against Golden State. Um, uh, I want to see how they play against uh, because. I, I felt like they played well against Golden State. And then somehow at the end, uh, all I saw was Steph Curry saying night-night. Um, so I think they can they can come back and, and beat them, uh, even though Golden State's been on a run themselves. Um, uh, Phoenix, I think, is uh, is a must-win game, a must-see a must game. And Milwaukee, uh, I still want to see them against Milwaukee because I feel like Dame still wasn't the Dame time that we know. I think he was still trying to get into the flow with the game. I want to see how they play now. Um, you know, when they put these teams together, they do need time to gel and to get that nucleus. Um, the only team that's been able to do that off the bat was the Celtics in 08. So you do need a lot of time to kind of get to know the team. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Milwaukee, you know, first they were, we were making fun of, well, not I personally, but I think the internet was making fun of the Doc Rivers because obviously he, he takes over, you know, the coach. He was supposed to be a consultant. Now he's a coach. But I think that he has some focus. Maybe the defense is still work is still a work in progress, but at least he has some focus offensively. And I think Dame is definitely coming to life. I think I saw something where he mentioned that he was going through a divorce. So he has some personal issues there. I think they're, you know, he's learned how to compartmentalize them. So I think that's a plus. The games that I have for Mark is the first game against Dallas. Obviously, if you have a Luka, you have a chance. Then Golden State, I think Golden State is beatable, especially with, you know, 
now Clay's on the bench. Uh, I have Phoenix, but we know that Phoenix, there's something wrong there. I don't even know if Beal is going to be playing, but I have them on my watch list. And then, of course, we just talked about Milwaukee. I think you have to beat Milwaukee because you might face them in the playoffs. Now, we know in the playoffs, Tatum has their number, but I want to see them with Dame. I want to see how Drew Holiday handles Dame, how Derek White handles Dame. I, I just, I like that matchup. Uh, two guards against one. Uh, so, yeah, that I like that a lot. Um, so, Larry, um, anything you want to say to the Celtics fan out there? Uh, we're getting into that pole position. It's time uh, when it really shows what it matters. Um, you know, we just saw the Bruins break records and then they weren't able to get past the first round. Um, so we definitely want to see them get to the finish line um, and win those 16 games. So that's what we're waiting on now is make sure that we do not have any key injuries um, from now until April and just get ready to sweep this East and get ready for the real challenge of whoever comes out the West. Yes, I agree. I think that uh, Boston Celtics are doing what they're supposed to do. Listen, the President's Cup in the NHL is a curse. I really believe that if you win the President's Cup, very rare, I think Canadians did it a a couple years ago, very rare that you actually win the championship. So having the President's Cup, they should just get rid of it. I mean, they should just get rid of it. I know... NHL, you know, it, it is, if you have the best record, that should be, if you have home advantage, home court advantage throughout the playoffs, that should be your reward. Having the President's Cup is just like, you know, it's just like we have the in, in-season tournament. That's all it is. It's just, it's just an award saying good job, but it doesn't mean that you win it all. It doesn't mean you're a champion. So, you know, I... When it comes to the Boston Bruins, I kind of temper my feelings towards them. But when it comes to the Boston Celtics, listen, anything is possible. Like Kevin Garnett said, anything goes. And I think the last couple of years, we've been either one or two, one or two. We make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We make it to the finals and we're still short. I think this year, like you said, we might be capable of winning 60 plus games. I feel like this might be it. This might be it for Tatum and Brown. So yes, keep watching. I I know that I know that it's gonna happen. All right, Larry. We uh we're good for now. We're gonna meet next month, and then hopefully they're definitely gonna have fifty wins by then. Definitely, I, I definitely see them winning six games. But can they win sixty plus? Wow, that would be an achievement. That would be an achievement. Larry, with that said, I'm going to say peace. All right, my man. All right, talk to you later. Take it easy.